Welcome to No Picks After Dark, Baltimore Sun's best podcast of 2020, voted by you, the listeners. No Picks After Dark seeks to build a community based on human experience, storytelling, and conversation. Now your host, Aaron Dante. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at Found Studio Shop. Explore our delightful selection of jewelry, ceramics, stationery, cards, and holiday decor. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe Cafe. Browse whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, this is our favorite, favorite, my favorite, favorite show, the Thanksgiving special. I mean, everybody loves Thanksgiving. And, you know, I, I had to get the right mix of people on the show this year. Because I feel like, you know what, they're going to really, they're going to really bring the heat, going to bring the magic. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So without further ado, ladies, please introduce yourselves. So I'm Rita Jackson. And I'm Amber Kilcoin. All right. All right. And are you guys, are you, one of you guys are in Baltimore right now, the other one's in PA, correct? Yeah, I'm in Baltimore. And we recently moved to Southern Pennsylvania. We call, I guess, PA, no one says Pennsylvania. That's the, that's like a new suburb of uh, Baltimore out that way. Um, honestly, no one in this neighborhood is from Pennsylvania. It's all Maryland people. It's nice. It's so pretty. I love it. <laughs> so, okay, let's tell people a little bit about you guys. Um, you know, why are you guys on? What do you guys do for a living? Go ahead. Don't don't be shy. I know you guys talk a lot at your real job. So go ahead. You can start, Amber. Okay. Um. So I'm the principal at Medfield Heights Elementary School, which is in Baltimore. And um, I've been there for, been the principal for seven years. Um, and Rita here is um, one of the most important members on the leadership team at our school. Um, and I'll let her talk more about what she does at our school. So I do a lot. <laughs> I'm um, first and foremost, a fourth grade teacher for ELA and social studies. Um, and I am a part of the leadership team. So I'm in charge of literacy for the whole school. Uh, they call me an APF, um, and I do a bunch of other stuff, but those are my most important roles. Nice, nice, nice. And I brought you guys on because, you know, we wanted to talk about Thanksgiving and things of that nature. So you guys are, before you get into the, the, the fun part, are you guys originally from Maryland? That's the first part. I know one of you guys have moved all across the world, I think, and the one's been in Baltimore. So go ahead. I don't want to steal your, 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 your light. Go ahead. I'm Baltimore born and raised, haven't been anywhere um, as far as living except for Baltimore. Um, I've lived in the county and the city, a uh, product of Baltimore County Schools, so Woodlawn and High School, um, Warriors, and um, we've talked about moving out of state. My husband's um, an army brat, so he's been everywhere, uh, but as for right now, we're still here. Um, I'm... I am from Maryland. Um, I'm a military brat. My dad was in the Navy. So I was born in PG County. We lived at Andrews Air Force Base. 
uh, we moved to Ocean City. I mean, um, we lived in Virginia. And then, but I guess where I'm from the most is St. Mary's County. So I went to Choptacon High School. Nice. So how are things with COVID going on? How are things holding up the homestead? You know, I mean, everything is, I don't know about how everybody else is working, but I know home has become work. So it's all one thing. You know how you used to be able to go to work and then you can unwind your drive home to home. Now you can't do that. <laughs> How's that holding up? How is that holding up for you guys as administrators, teachers in the industry right now? Rita, you, you're the champion. You go first. <laughs> so um, I have a fourth grader who's actually in my class right now. Um, so I'm teaching in one room and she is learning from me in another room. So whenever she goes to speak, I have to mute and turn the volume down. So it's not this like robot party thing going on with the audio. And I also have a really feisty um, three-year-old running around at the same time. So it's constantly like mute and deal with her or let's take a brain break. And I like, she needs a snack or she needs all of this help. So it's um, a really delicate balance of like being in front of children on Zoom all day long, having to deal with my kid who's in my class and all of the tech issues and then having a three-year-old running around. So um, it's crazy, but it's going better than expected. So I know it's, I don't understand how you're doing it. I do not. I really don't. I don't either. Some days. And you're doing it really well. Just crazy. Wine and naps after school, wine and naps. Um, so we, um, administrators actually have to go in the building. Um, we have to be available if, um, we have to give out computers, um, textbooks and math manipulatives and things like that. Um, so that has been, so in that way, I'm still going to work. It doesn't really, some ways it doesn't really feel like, you know, things are much different, but I will say, I know for a fact that I do not want a desk job because when there are days when, you know, when we're not getting out laptops or anything and I'm just sitting and doing work on my computer, mm -mm. I know that um, I need, I need children in my life. And that is what is the thing that makes me want to be, um, you know, an educator. Like this has been the thing that has defined that for sure. Whenever I'm like having a bad day, I'm like, yeah, I could just go get a desk job. This is ridiculous. Nope. This has been the thing that taught me that. We could write a book. We could write a book about this, Aaron. Like we've learned a lot too, like tech wise, like it's definitely changing education, but um, you know, it, we could write a book. I mean, you guys <laughs> miss the camaraderie of seeing fellow teachers and just being like Amber, like you're saying, you're by yourself in a big old school. I know I'll be hearing the cracks and crevices and hearing the creeks and like, is anybody there? Like, how do you, how does that feel every day? You're sitting there like, damn, this is like Groundhog Day. Nobody's here. I'm sitting here drinking coffee by myself. And there's, you're used to having that adrenaline pumping, like kids coming and running things. things that, how do you feel being by yourself at a school? Well, it's a, it makes for really long days and just not rewarding. So you go to work, you do some stuff on your computer and then you leave and there's nothing to think about, you know, on the way home. It's just kind of weird. It's not, it's not rewarding right now. That's what it is. It's just not rewarding. Um, I am kind of introverted though. People don't believe that. Rita, you know that that's true. So some days I don't mind it at all, but most days it's 
just weird. It's weird. Rita, what about yourself? I know you, you're with your kids a lot, but do you ever miss the camaraderie of just being with your fellow teachers and just having that, you know, that day, oh, let's go to school for happy hour after work and have a glass of wine, like those little things like that. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at Found Studio Shop. Explore our delightful selection of jewelry, ceramics, stationery, cards, and holiday decor. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe Cafe. Browse whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. I would like to take a moment to thank all the listeners who have listened to the No Picks of Dark podcast for over a year and a half. I'd like to wish you guys a happy, happy Thanksgiving and enjoy that time with your family. Have a good day. Have you guys done like, um, I don't like, I don't really listen to you guys meetings because I have meetings all day when I'm at work also. Um, team bonding things, like since you guys haven't seen each other in a while, like have you guys done like, I can't see, I can't like icebreakers again because you haven't seen, I mean, I know you guys did like a drive-by recently, like uh, with some departing members of your staff, but besides that, I mean, have you guys done, like, what, ha- what happens to this conversation? What happens to all that stuff? Well, I think for me, I, I, it's really hard because I also have this like computer fatigue thing going on. So I, I think Rita, I don't know if you think this too, but like in the spring, it was easier to have happy hours because we didn't seem to be having like all this mandatory zoom time and all these zoom meetings. And then like, once this changed in the fall, I found myself like having this aversion to being on the computer period, like any, for any reason at all. So it's been more difficult, at least now, from just being tired of being on a computer. By the way, I'm not tired right now because I was packing because we're moving schools. <laughs> so I haven't yeah. had any meetings for like two days. Like I agree. In the spring um, for Baltimore City, there was um, more asynchronous work for the kids. So um, like on Google Classroom and now it's so many hours on Zoom for class and for meetings that, you know, by the time we're finish the school day we don't want to have happy hour online like we did in spring just like the migraines and the headaches and the like finger cramps and all of those things are very real we're used to being up walking around not on the computer so much to you know our entire day on the computer so um, even just the sitting a lot of teachers have gotten like treadmills and bikes and things like that so like while they're in meetings they could do other things besides sit because we're not used to it i, I, so, I will tell you i have put on the covid 15 um just because i mean <laughs> it was crazy um because normally i have a desk job and i work downtown baltimore but we had a routine my coworkers and i would come in go to dunkin donuts or or, or we would go to starbucks walk a couple of times on the block just so, and we would do it every two or three hours just do a walk around the building to get out and talk about life and things of that nature. I said, I found myself, I went out and bought um, a Peloton. I was like, I need something to do. Like I, I, my, I quit my gym membership. I was like, I'm not going inside with people. I'm not dealing with that, you know? And I find myself like, it, it's hard mentally. I feel like where was a psychologist right now? They're going to make a lot of money in a couple of months because people mentally, and I wonder just, I know it's not, we're going to go to the good part, but I wonder from you guys' perspective, do you think it's psychologically has hurt the kids and more importantly, not even the kids, the teachers mentally, how do you feel as you guys being leaders of your school, 
what do you think mentally your teachers have gone through right now psychologically because i know it's right now it's tough for a lot of people and what things you guys think could help going forward just curious i can say that i've never seen teachers more stressed out never ever not during you know state testing time not when we had to move our entire school and go into a temporary school we got through that this is the absolute most stressed I feel like I find my um, I feel my for my teachers and I find myself intentionally not asking them to do anything extra at all as much as I can because I know that they're overwhelmed and like I was saying before there's like this missing element of reward so like you're working 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 and then there's no carrot because like we don't get to see like the joy on kids faces when they do something or like I, I think the kids are hilarious. So personally, when I'm feeling down at work and the kids are there, like I will go find kids and invite them to have lunch bunches because they, like they make me happy and I like to be around them. But that's missing and that's missing for teachers. And so I can feel that from them. So yes, it is impacting their mental health. Yeah. Um, we didn't sign up for this. Like, <laughs> we didn't sign up for this. This isn't why we do it, you know. Um, you know, and we can't make kids always turn cameras on either. So, you know, there are days where I'm teaching to like five faces and 20 black squares with names. And like, you know, I signed up to like work with kids, pull small groups, do fun stuff. And this isn't what we signed up for. And a lot of people think it's easier for teachers right now, and it's by far way harder than anything we've ever had to do. Um, everything's different. So on top of like the new learning, you know, like Amber said, we're not getting that carrot. Um, and I also know that it is hard for kids, um, especially children that, you know, suffer with mental health anyway, or that thrive on being around other children, or that have those you know, home environments where they don't get to interact with other kids or get that attention, it's hard for them. Um, some kids this works for, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of kids it doesn't work for. So, you know, um, I do think that our therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists are all going to be much needed. Um, and we don't know how long this is going to last, you know. Well, again, I, I just wanted to get a quick background about you guys, and I'm glad you guys are willing to step out and probably that's where is that, is that parent hitting you up no actually i had to charge my computer keep going that's all that's a joke it's just we're having fun here we're having fun here so we're gonna get into the meat of things now now that was a little bit stressful but let's talk about thanksgiving this is what we're talking about thanksgiving folks i'm gonna tell you it's my favorite holiday it is my favorite holiday yep I mean, I, I wear I wear sweatpants. Well, I mean, sweatpants is my normal wardrobe now. <laughs> but now, you know, what are some of your fondest memories as children of Thanksgiving? What is like, wait, like when you think of Thanksgiving, like it always brings back to my childhood of sitting around watching the Macy Day's Parade, smelling the aroma, or going to somebody's playing football. The neighborhood kids, you know, we can't do that this year. Obviously, can't do can't do that, but. What is your fondest memory of Thanksgiving in the past? You want me to go? You want to go, Amber? I'll go. I'll, okay. I'll go. Okay. Um, so it's almost exactly what you described. Um, waking up and smelling like sausage, celery, and onions, then watching the parade. And then um, 
I mean, we visited different family, of course, but like, it's almost just like the official beginning of the holiday season. And it's just so much fun. And I've always loved it. That's been it for me. It's like the kickoff to really fun times coming. Yeah, I, I loved waking up. My mom would get up super early to start like prepping. She would even prep some stuff the night before, but just that smell and I just remember being a kid and my mom used to have, my mom and dad had like huge floor pillows. So I would sit on the floor pillows and watch the parade. And my, speaking of football, so my father and my uncles and all of their friends that they grew up with, they would go to Pimlico, the school on Northern Parkway. And they have like a huge field and every Thanksgiving morning, they would go play football. It was like their tradition. So it was funny because, you know, he would take me sometimes and because, so my mom and my dad, um, they'd been together since they were 15 and 16. So like they have all the same friends, everything. So the same guys would play every Thanksgiving and they were like family. So it would be cussing and fussing, sometimes fighting. Like they were serious about this Thanksgiving day football. And it was just funny watching it year after year because they were getting older and older and older. Like my parents didn't have me till they were 30. So, you know, um, and they, of course, can't do it anymore. But that is like a great memory. And um, we always had Thanksgiving in my house. So um, all of the family came over and, you know, watching football during Thanksgiving dinner. We were late eaters. So all the men would sit on one side of the table so they could see the TV in the living room while eating um, was something traditional, too. Nice. Now. So it's funny. I really wanted Amber on the show because Amber did something that was very fascinating. She did something very fascinating on, on the, good, the, good, the good social media we call Facebook. So I put out something a week ago, two weeks ago, and I said, macaroni cheese as a nonstop is, has to be a part of the menu, period. Period. If it's not in the menu, I'm not going to your house. Miss Amber put something else a week later. She put this big old picture up there of it. Miss Amber, what do you want? Can you tell the audience what you put up there so we know what you put up there? We call it GBC. Yeah, it was a big response. And I, we want, I, want, I want to get into that because I want to dissect that, understand the whole thing. So are you going to tell people what that means, GBC? GBC, green bean casserole. <laughs> yes. So tell me. It's not just for Thanksgiving. It's for any time when you're. It's for the trash. Shut up. It's not for the trash. <laughs> You know, listen, I'm going to make you some and you're going to. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Yes, you got it. I had it one time and I threw up a little in my mouth when I had it. I can't. I can't. You make it right. I didn't make it. Who made it? I don't remember, but it was terrible. And like, it didn't even get past the tip of my tongue. Like whatever concoction of mess that was, like, I can't do it. So all the teachers were like co-signing, like, that's the best. That's the best green bean casserole. I'm like, what? You trying to get a raise this year? Hold up, let's find out. So, Miss Amber, tell me the ingredients when you start from infant. How did what was the green bean casserole, folks? Okay, ready. You get canned green beans, but you can't get like generic ones. You have to get the the more expensive canned green beans. Otherwise, it'll be slimy and uh, mushy. Okay, and then you just put them in a bowl. And then um, I get cream of mushroom soup, but I don't add the milk. So like, don't make it like you're making soup. Just dump the 
gross gelatinous looking mushroom soup in the green beans. Um, and then I get an entire can of the French onion straw things, dump that in. And then I mix it all up and then I dump it in like a casserole dish. And then I dump another can of French onions on top and then you bake it. It's so good. And then it's hot and delicious. So what would you, I mean, okay. <laughs> first of all, we, this is like, what is the green bean casserole? Where's the origin of this thing? I'm just curious. I don't, because my thing is, I mean, I don't mind canned goods. I'm not too, not too good for canned goods. I'm not too good for it. We only eat that kind. I agree. I get it. I get the green beans. I get it. So who taught you how to make this? Was this passed down generation to generation or was this? No, like, no, actually our immediate family never made it. And then we went to, um, um, one of our aunt's house and she made it, but she made it with like frozen string beans, French cut style. And I liked the idea of it, but I didn't really like that one. So we tried to make it ourselves following the directions on the back of the French, French onion can It's right on there. If you need it. And then we love it. My brother and I love it. My mom still doesn't make it. I'm we, I'm the only one that makes it in our family. And it's so good, and now mom likes it. Mm -mm. You didn't. I never. I never even heard of it until I was like thirty years old, and then all of a sudden, people were talking about it, and I tasted it one time, and I don't understand. Yeah, okay, but you didn't try mine. So look, Aaron, we're gonna have to come back next year after I try Amber, so I can tell you again how much I don't like it. <laughs> so, Miss Rita. Mm -hmm. Mac and cheese. Tell us, tell us about that. Tell us about that. How that's a non-starter. What's going on? Mac and cheese is a staple, and it can't be like some pot macaroni and cheese. Like if you don't put your macaroni and cheese in the oven, it doesn't count. Like it has to be baked. I'm also a firm believer that you know it should still be cheesy. It should still have some saucy cheese to it, but it needs to be baked. Like, I'm not for the craft, you know, regular dinner or whatever. If you want to throw some Velveeta shells and cheese on there, whatever, like, okay. But not for Thanksgiving, not for Christmas. Like, you have to have the legit old school baked mac and cheese. Okay, so look, we're talking about food. So, Amber, what is at your dinner? What is at your family's house dinner, like, for Thanksgiving? Like, give us the okay. Give us the whole spread. Yep. Right, we got the turkey. Do you, do you, mashed potatoes never from a box never ever never never mainly butter and whipped cream whipping cream um sauerkraut succotash um, macaroni and cheese um not canned cranberry sauce but whole berry cranberry sauce that you boil and put the sugar in uh sweet potatoes with um walnuts and brown sugar walnuts I want to talk about these sweet potatoes too, but go ahead. That's fine, you can. <laughs> no, no, no. I. All right, I'll let you finish. Go ahead, then I'll then I'll talk about sweet potatoes. What am I missing? So gravy. We're not. We don't really have nothing. What stuffing? Oh yes, yeah, stuffing. Yes, <laughs> stuffing with sausage, onions, and apples. That's it. Stuffing, stuffing or dressing? Which one is it? Because that's, that's always a million dollar question. Stuffing. Okay. Dressing would be weird. <laughs> this episode of No Picks After Dark Podcast is sponsored by the Charm City Craft Mafia, Baltimore's best local craft fair, presenting 
Holiday Heap, a virtual craft show the first weekend in December, featuring handmade stationery, apparel, jewelry, ceramics, wall art, body care, small batch food gifts, and more, crafted by makers in Baltimore and the region. Holiday Heap is Friday through Sunday, December 4th through the 6th. More at CharmCityCraftMafia.com and on Instagram and Facebook at CharmCityCraftMafia. So let me talk about these sweet potatoes, right? So like growing up, my mama always bought like, it was like an orange can of sweet potatoes. She dumped them in a container. It was like syrup, marshmallows, like the most, you know, artificial sweet potatoes like in the world. But, you know, that's what I grew up on. So I got older and I started dibbling and dabbling like with different types of sweet potatoes, real sweet potatoes. Like Amber said, you know, brown sugar walnut, like all kinds of stuff, Ruth Chris sweet potatoes. And I had Thanksgiving here a few years ago and everybody like loved my Ruth Chris sweet potatoes. But then the next year they asked my sister to make the regular canned marshmallow ones again. I'm like, what is happening? Like we have to evolve in the sweet potato game. So like everybody does sweet potatoes different. So it's interesting to me to hear like how people make them like for Thanksgiving. See, my mom, she gets old school. She cuts the sweet potatoes up, puts a ton of sugar in it. Yes, <laughs> yes. More like a whole bag. Yeah, a whole bag. You don't want, you really don't want to see what happens, which is how she makes it. Cause it's, it's like diabetes is happening. Yes, we definitely have diabetes sweet potatoes too. Yep. And what what about what about what about dessert? What do you come on? Y'all and gave us the main core. We need dessert here. Pumpkin pie. Is it pumpkin pie? Sweet potato pie? Apple pie? Sweet potato pie. So like growing up, my parents, it, it didn't matter, it was either pumpkin or sweet potato. But um I've been with my husband like 25 years, and his mom used to make this like killer sweet potato pie with a graham cracker crust. Mm. And um she passed away and his sister had the recipe. And every like holiday, she would make him these sweet potato pies. And like, I couldn't figure out what was so different about them. And she finally gave me the recipe when we got married. And so every Thanksgiving now, I make his mom's sweet potato pie with the graham cracker crust. So that's our dessert. Um, And that's pretty much it with some, you know, old school vanilla ice cream. Now, did you guys always have like a big family outing for Thanksgiving? Was that always a tradition? Like everybody come to your house or you got into somebody else's house? Like what was the tradition growing up with families? Everybody came to our house. We never went anywhere else. Um, My mom and dad are still that way. They want everyone to come to their house. Um, But we are now within like the past couple of years, like alternating between my parents, my house, and my sister's house. Um, but it's growing up, it was always my parents' house. And we had um, huge family Thanksgivings. My mom's one of seven. And then my dad has a brother. So everyone um, would come over. Yeah. We just went to my grandparents. It was very small. We have a small family. Not very exciting. Very small. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's there who should be there. That's how I look at it. With COVID, here's the big thing COVID. What's your thoughts about Thanksgiving? Are we not seeing people? Are we just keeping it tight in the house? Is it immediate family? Is it like mom and dad? Are we, what, are we, what are we thinking? Um, everybody's having it at home. 
we had a really big discussion, like family discussion. Um, and, you know, with certain family members still working, like out with the public, or, you know, kids that have co-parents with, you know, other households, you know, you really can't control what another household may do or what you come in contact being, you know, out in the public working. So just for everybody's safety, we're staying home. Um, we've also discussed people cooking their staple item and maybe doing like porch drop-offs of like Tupperware containers. So like everyone eats my mac and cheese because it's the best. I'm just saying. And I'm dropping off green bean casserole at your house. Oh. Okay. I'll accept it. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it. Uh, but, um, you know, doing like porch drops, drop-offs of, um, you know, different things. So um, we're still trying to figure it out, but we have a couple of days. Uh, we're, we are not getting together with anyone either. It's just um, the four of us and we're eating crabs this year. I'm not even making Thanksgiving dinner for, for a couple of days after. Hey, I'm, I'm about to go get my, I'm about to go get tough. Yes. I'll crabs. bring crab cakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I don't like turkey. I'm Me all too. about the size for Thanksgiving. Sides yeah. all the way through. You know, I, I love the stuffing. I love the macaroni and cheese, sweet potatoes, the co- the cornbread, the collard. Do greens. you like your food touch? That all day. You know, I always get to see. See, I do. I do. I, I like the mix. I don't care. It's food. It's going. It's all going down the same way. I'm that hey, person where nothing can touch. I don't want my. I don't want the juice from my greens, the juice from my sauerkraut, any of that touching any of my sides. That? I might have like a How couple you, of yeah, different plates. Five different side dishes. I have different plates oh and bowls. God. What do you mean? And I do love turkey. I like turkey sandwiches better after Thanksgiving than the actual turkey on Thanksgiving. But yeah, I have like my greens in a bowl, my sauerkraut in a bowl, and then like the dry stuff that doesn't run can be on the plate, but not touching. No, I will. I was talking to Miss Rita about this earlier today, Amber. So sauerkraut. I had never heard of sauerkraut in, in Thanksgiving dinner. So the reason how I found out was when I came down with Wegmans from Jersey, we had moved down and Wegmans first year was right before Thanksgiving. We opened in Hunt Valley, Hunt Valley, Hunt Valley Talent Center. And I remember I was working there and we ran out of sauerkraut mm-hmm. a few days before Thanksgiving. Maryland went crazy because I remember I was moving to Jersey and all of us have actually transplanted from different places in New York, Pennsylvania, everywhere else. And people were so upset about having sauerkraut. Is sauerkraut? I think I feel like sauerkraut is like a Maryland thing or like a Middle thing because I've never heard of sauerkraut. I think it might be a Baltimore thing, thing, actually. Really? Right. Yeah, it's not big. It's I, I've only heard about this here. We all we have sauerkraut yeah. for Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We yeah, always have sauerkraut, yeah. and we don't like put it on stuff. Like a lot of people will be like, no, mm-mm, I won't eat it like that. I need it in a bowl. So, like, my mom will cook it with, like, pork or pig's yeah. feet or something like that. I do turkey next because we don't do pork, like, as much. But, like, I'll just put it in a bowl and eat it. It's great. That's how my grandmother made it. She's from Baltimore, yeah. Pig's feet and a pig's tail. Yeah, pig tails. Oh. No, thank you. But yeah. most people cook it that way. No. Have you guys I ever mean, had chitlins before? I, I will try anything. <laughs> I can't I'll try get past anything the smell. I liver, but I love all kinds of organ meat, but I What's the nastiest thing you guys have ever tasted that you probably be like, I would never liver. eat Liver. What? Liver and gizzards. gizzards. 
Liver and gizzards. No. Absolutely not. There's not much I don't like. Probably. I've had raccoon before. That's that's some weird. That's oh, weird. Yeah. I ate alligator. That tasted disgusting. I've had alligator. That uh, that wasn't too bad. Now I have had frog leg, frog legs, and I was kind of freaked out by looking at eating like legs of frog. But it was. I good. had frog legs really before. Tasty. We went to this like fancy mm-hmm. restaurant um, in California. It was like um like a New Orleans type restaurant, and they had them. They were really good. So let's talk about your families real quick, because I know we all have wild, different, crazy-ass families. You know, I always have the drunk uncle who come over for Thanksgiving, drunk, high, drunk uncle. party, eat all day. Drunk uncle. Yeah, drunk uncle. Um, those are the things that I'll miss this year, actually. I miss those old like, type of things. Did you guys have any crazy family stories? I mean, holiday time. I don't want anybody getting in trouble with their families, but you can give you, can give, you a little, however you want to weave I mean, in and out the story. <laughs> <laughs> You should see these people's uh-huh. faces right now. Their um, faces. Just a bunch of mixed ones. Like people fall into Christmas trees, tr- Christmas trees falling over, or um, there definitely been like some fights before. Um, I think the best part of like holidays is I do have an uncle who comes in and before even making a plate to eat him and his wife start packing up plates. Like, I mean, where's the aluminum full, like packing up stuff. And we're like, ho, 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 wait a minute. Like we need to eat first. Like, can we make sure everybody has enough? So like that, that is always like a great, great memory. Um, so I will miss that. Like, wait a minute, hold up uncle such and such, put that back. We, we haven't even eaten yet. So, oh, and one time my dog ate the turkey off the table for Thanksgiving. My mom mom put the turkey on the table. We had a boxer and she was like a year or two. So like, you know, still a puppy. And my mom walked into the dining room and her name was Brandy. Brandy was up on the table right before Thanksgiving dinner, eating the turkey. Oh, we're pretty boring people. Yeah. Might not maybe realize that already. I don't know. Let me think. Yeah, yeah. We, I think the funny story is, and um, reader might be can attest for this one. You always had, if I went to a family's house, we always had the cousins who always were like, let's go for a walk. And they come back smelling like weed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they would come and eat the whole food. So it's always a funny cousin's like, where y'all going for a walk? And they always had the drinks and, and they would smell. And they come back and had the biggest munchies because that was the walk. Let's go to the store. And then- I mean, that was more or less my uncles and my actual older family than the younger ones. So, you know, they had to get right before they could eat. They had to get their appetite up. That's appetite. That is what they would say. They had to get their appetite up. So, you know. But they would just, you know, step outside or whatever. But, um, you know, that that was just kind of like everybody knew, like, okay. And, that, yes, they would come back stinking up the whole place, but whatever. So we're going to go into this because I know you guys work in the schools. This is the number one debate after Thanksgiving. How long is too long for leftovers? And was there always that teacher who ate leftovers like two weeks straight? <laughs> and people were giving the teacher the side eye, like, well, you know, yeah, for two weeks. 
the or, the, or the teacher who left the food in the, in the, fr- the fridge. Everybody leaves food in the refrigerator forever. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, we will put signs up like, "Hey, you have until Friday. Everything gets ditched." Um, I think a week. A week might be even stretching oh, yeah. it for something. You talking about a week from like Thursday, Thursday to Thursday? Like Ooh. for certain oh, things, yeah. like not like not like size and stuff like that like that would be smashed but i do know that some people are like carving turkey and ham and stuff and still eating it a week later i personally won't eat anything past two days that worries me like i've seen a staff member eat something almost two weeks later like a whole full like dinner (laughs) And I said something about it. I was like, is that from um, Thanksgiving? Yeah. If, if, if you don't got to blow them up. What was, what was in the... No, uh, no, I'm not saying any names. What was in the food, though? What was on the plate? It was, like a, it was like a full Thanksgiving dinner. It was like turkey, gravy, stuffing, sweet potatoes. And like I was like, ew, okay. And she was like, oh, well... You know, it was in the refrigerator. It still tastes fine. It smells, still smells fine. Nothing. Not like a week and a half later. You must have a strong stomach. That's all I'm going to say. Because that's, to me, I would say Thursday. Okay, so Thursday we had Thanksgiving. I will give it to Sunday. Sunday and then after that, I'm done. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know what? Too. I eat leftovers for breakfast. I'm all about that. I don't, I, I, I'll eat. Because like, do you guys do hams? Um, people do hands for Thanksgiving. Sometimes my mom does. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. But my mom will do. My mom always does a ham and a turkey, and then you have you know turkey sandwiches. Right. Where she'll take the ham and make beans. Like she'll do like um, great northern beans or black eyed peas and things with the ham, like you know a day or two later, so that she can use it in something else. Got you. Got you. All right. So the million dollar question here. The million dollar question. What are you guys going to do for your holiday party this year? Is it going to be virtual? Because I mean, I mean, my wife left her her phone one year. Got your husband had to have her home one year. It's, it's a circus there, you know. I'm not going to shout out any restaurants on the avenue, but <laughs> but again, like, what do you do? I mean, I mean, I always have a yearly. You guys came one year to my holiday party, um, and what are you guys going to leave with that void this year? Because I mean, Zoom party is not, not, it's not the same. It's a problem. Not like our it's parties. a big problem. And I don't know. It's one of my favorite things yeah. every year that I don't we know. do. We, we, we figured out the gift exchange that we always do, but like we can't get together and you know, our parties are epic. I mean, so we did in my neighborhood. I will, I mean, just give me an idea. We do, we did like a, um, backyard Black party, like, like a backyard front yard party where everybody socially distant um we did i did a pulled pork sandwich and we ordered cups from you know off amazon and had like the sippy cups where you had to put your own and drink and and did individual wrappers where the food was already in the package everybody sat outside and just had the music and it could be a cool parking lot meetup i'm just saying i thought about doing something like that but now the numbers are getting higher it seems so risky now oh it is i mean it definitely I'm still worried about that just because like, you know, if people are eating or drinking mass off wind blowing, like they say, you know, even now, you know, six feet isn't enough outside. So different. like, I, 
I wouldn't come. Different world we live in. So I'm going to get to the fun part. Rapid fire for All both right. of you guys. That's my, that's, here, I hear my, hear my Luke in the background. What inspires you guys every day? Kids. My kids. All right. Favorite place to eat a crab cake? I don't like that. Cocos. I prefer to make them myself, but if not, Cocos. Okay. Where's your favorite place to get crabs from? Pike's Diner. Captain Bob's. Favorite subject growing up in school? Science. Breeding. Flats or drums? Flats. Flats. All right. Blue cheese or ranch? Ranch. Um, wait, come on, ranch. ranch, ranch, oh, blue cheese with wings. Oh, no, never ever. Come on, all right, all right, red or white red. wine, red, okay, even in summertime. Yeah. Come on, okay, okay, you guys are breaking all the rules yeah. here. I get it, I get it. White after Labor Day, yeah, who cares? No, I never wear white anyway, That's so it doesn't true. matter to me. Favorite favorite author? Eric Jerome Dickey. Name Who did you say, Amber? I like it. It's a children's author, Paul Goebel, that he does all these like Native American, really beautifully illustrated books, children's books. I like nonfiction as an adult, so that's you know. Okay, books about trees and things. <laughs> he's a tree hugger for sure and i love it what's the best advice you have ever received both of you guys what's the best best advice leave everything better than you found it love yourself first and what are you guys thankful for this year good health yeah time with family mm -hmm. yes I, I always tell my friends this i say um tell them you will never ever have this much time with your family ever in life. And it's such a it's such a blessing, Aaron. Like I said, I have a three year old, and like if this didn't happen, she would be in daycare. And like there were days where I would work, I would come home, get home at six, fix dinner, give her a bath, and put her to bed, and get like no time with her. And then I'd be working the whole evening. And just to know that I've had almost an entire year with her before she goes to school is just amazing. And it's something I didn't have with my oldest. So um, while it sucks for daycare providers and small businesses and things, like I feel really blessed that I could have the time with my kids um, since it's March. so special, you're right. I will, I mean, to wrap it up in a big bow, I really appreciate you guys coming on and taking time. I know you guys are on Zoom, um, you know, WebEx is every single day of the week. Everybody's sick of it. And I really appreciate you guys opening up, telling your family stories, telling about what you guys were doing for Thanksgiving, you know, and just everybody have a really safe and happy Thanksgiving. I really appreciate that, you know, you guys come out, came out on LEM. This is going to be in the World Wide Web. I mean, over 100 people listen to it, this, these pods each day. You know, and you'll be touching out, let people listen in, like just give people a different perspective on Thanksgiving and what you guys do. And as far as give the respect, what you guys are doing in the classrooms right now and to help give people, give a face to what these teachers are really going through. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me the most with you guys, and um, I've said this to Larissa, I said, um, when you, a lot of things are happening in the month of May, 
this year. And I had never been ever so proud of Miss Amber, of her doing something she did with talk, having that open discussion about what was going on in the world. And I'm not going to get into what was going on, but the world stopped for like a minute. And for you to have be courageous enough to have that conversation with your team, that's commendable to you because you didn't have to. You didn't have to do this at all. You're not, you, you, you're, you could have it straight to school, kept it moving. But I think it was very impactful for me to be, I mean, I was ear hustling from the sideline, but I heard it and I was like, wow, that's impactful. And I was very proud of that. And uh, that to me stood Thank out to us. And that, that was huge. And I, I sent you a message, sent you a couple of things that I had going, that I just resources in that nature. But for you to do that with your team, and explain, hey, this is what we're going through. This is what this is what our demographics is like at our school. Either on board or not on board. And I really appreciate that. And you know, I would send my kids even without, you know, I would send my kids to your school because of that. That reassures me that that's where my black kids, they're mixed, but I'm gonna call them black because when the cops move right. over, they see black. That's and that reassures me that I could send my children yeah. to your school. And knowing that they're in good hands. So kudos to you. I always wanted to sell it to you, but now Thank the whole you. world can hear it. It's and important to all of us. Yay. So shout out to Methville Heights. Um, they have a brand new school opening, brand new building that I don't even know they can even go in that damn building <laughs> until probably <laughs> the beautiful building, but I don't even know they can even really go into it to be unfortunately. But uh, any last words you guys want to say for Thanksgiving to anybody out there listening? You know, take every day um and savor it and appreciate it um, and live it to the fullest, you know, safely. Find silver linings every day, every day, because they're there. All right, folks. Again, thank you so much for joining in on the Thanksgiving special of the No Picks of Dark podcast. Hope you and yours have a great day. Enjoy it. It's a little bit different this year, but please, again, like they said, enjoy your time with your family. I mean, and be, and I'll count all the blessings that we all have every day. On that note, Love, peace, and happiness. We're out.